0: All right, KISS Army, you wanted the best, you got the best.
1: This is 103.
0: Now close your eyes. You're about to be
2: podcasting. Speed and alcohol were factors in the crash. This is
3: Cassius Mills reporting. Here's some brand new music coming at you. Mm Good day, Welcome to one of the most interesting or boring shows you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> this is this is the KST Podcast Crossover. The Kissing Science whoa, Theater meets the podcast. I'm Ken Mills, joined by Adam Smith. Say hello, Adam. Hello. And Des Shaw. Here, here. And the incredibly handsome Lee Conrad.
1: Huzzah. How are Huzzah. you? <laughs>
3: Um we're we're doing what they do or or what they call a crossover event, like in the old comic book thing where you have a variant chromium covers and today hosting the podcast are the three guys from Canada and I will be hosting Tree Science Theater. So right. stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Which one of you is Fortress? Uh, that would be me. Hi, Des. Hi. Um you started posting on the Kiss fan site and you would post these YouTube clips, and I'm like, "What is this guy doing?" Because <laughs> at that time, I had been involved with the pod podcast, but I didn't understand the whole YouTube thing. So, like, yeah, and I remember I kept hassling you, like, "Just make it an audio file so I can listen to it while I'm working, please." <laughs> well, so, I
2: think the original uh, idea was for us to do a podcast, but then we found podcast, and we we just thought, oh. You know, <laughs> these guys it's have already all, been doing this they, for years. Been doing it so well. Yeah, yeah, they, they have it covered. So we decided to do something different and try to do uh, YouTube videos. Well, and let's go. The original go. idea was just us sitting in front of a. I have a video projector and sitting in front of the screen like mystery science theater.
4: Hence the Watch name. kiss
2: videos and just yeah, watch kiss videos and just comment on it. And uh,
4: our first uh, our first episode we did like the the first album and uh, and hotter than and hotter hell. than hell. And and it didn't yeah. go very well it was oh, terrible we
2: didn't do any research
4: oh yeah. well because it was just going to be a conversation right it was going to be yeah. casual and fun and yeah. it was casual and it was kind of fun but <laughs> but it, was it more, wasn't very well prepared, prepared. no yeah.
3: <laughs> but but it's one of the things i love that you guys do is that you guys actually do a lot of homework you know uh there's some people that, that may not even be aware of your show um uh, it's, it's a program called History Science Theater, and it is it puts the comedy in KISS as far as I'm concerned. But the thing is, is that you guys are also very in-depth with your analysis. And yeah. I don't want the humor to get in the way of the information that you guys can deliver. Because yeah. you guys do some great stuff. And one of my favorite things that you guys do is when you break down the other songs that were hits at the time wow. that an album came out.
1: That's Adam's bit. He started doing that when we started uh, getting heavier into the, uh, the research end of things. And he started adding these things every time we went to record. So it became something, at least for me, I really looked forward to hearing him do. So when he doesn't do it, I get kind of disappointed. I, I well, didn't
4: do it once or twice, and then it was just—it was such a big deal that I okay, just, obviously I have to do this every time now. <laughs>
3: yeah, we heard about it. Very good.
2: You know, I mean, it is what it seems, which is a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer, talking about Kiss. But it's also the culmination of weeks of research leading up to that night where we all sit down and and kind of do our thing. Yeah. Is just, that what
1: you do right before the show? Because I just show up with whatever I have in my brain and big brain for the whole thing.
2: I read stuff. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> I scarred that.
2: And we've all been Kiss fans for decades. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how much you know or how much you think, you know, you should never be above sitting down and reading a book or yeah. sitting down and rereading a book that you haven't read in 10 years. Right. To to brush up and make sure that, you know, your stuff because it's it's Kiss. Right. It's, yeah. It's actually, it's a really complex subject.
3: Um, but but seriously, there's there's a tremendous amount of information that, that comes through in your guys' show. You guys are definitely huge fans of KISS. When, I want to go back a little bit. Um, how did this whole podcast thing get started for you? When did you first find the podcast and, and how did that all develop?
2: Uh, well, I think it was well, originally it started out with just me and Adam. Yeah. And we started doing research on on podcasts on podcasts, and then uh, we just googled "kiss podcast" and we found podcast. And um, like I said, we we became you know quickly addicted to the show.
3: Of oh, course, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then we also decided that we didn't want to. Um, I don't know. We weren't that prepared at the time to do a podcast. We just wanted to do, like, a loose conversation, basically a, a typical Saturday night in my basement, that but was, just turn yeah. on a camera and record it.
3: With so uh, Lee yeah. chained up to the uh, the uh, radiator.
1: Pretty <laughs> yeah. much, yeah. I, I usually get dragged into all of these things. No, it was, uh, Des gave me uh, sort of like, oh, you should be checking out this show called Podcast. And I'm like, oh, really? So, you know, in my job in the afternoons, sometimes there's not a heck of a lot to do. So pop that on the computer and just have a listen go with that. And quickly I was like, wow, I'm learning some stuff that I, I, I never kind of knew about, about the bands or the albums. And, and also just hearing other people's opinions about these things I thought was actually really interesting to do. So uh, when Des suggested, hey, let's, uh, we're going to do our own thing, but let's make it like a YouTube video thing. I we figured, well, sure, that'll make it at least a different spin on it. And I think, these, I think it'll, it'll fly. But
2: there was um, a conscious decision to go in like, another direction. We'll do definitely. will do definitely. audio that type of thing.
3: Um, then, uh, give me an example yeah. of like "you are loved" kind of response, and then another one like "you guys suck, you should die, get off the air." You know? Oh God!
1: Kind of um, right away, crazy <laughs> nights uh, or crazy Nights episode <laughs> or so an inflammatory
4: episode. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have Completely. a particular distaste for animalized overall. Mm-hmm. Although there are a couple of songs on there I quite like, but <laughs> right um, and that's no. and. Des and I, in particular, just Heaven's on Fire.
1: Oh. Yeah, I know.
4: <laughs> and that's caught us quite a An bit. An ultimate. This
2: classic that I can't stand. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: and so many people have said to me, how can, you,
4: how can you hate that song? How can you call yourself a Kiss fan and hate Heaven's we, on Fire? was a particular I'm comment like, that I remember from YouTube. I remember that. I
2: remember that. I'm like, Are you kidding
0: me? <laughs> oh. There's and most all the, of our all the positive responses. comments
4: are. Uh sorry, Lee, most of our positive comments are, you know, sort of saying a lot about how we we bust balls and say yeah. it like it is, you know.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people that will message us and tell us that they disagree with us, but they still love the show. You know, I well, mean, few and far I think- between are people that are really extreme where they're sending us hate mail
1: well was it was it the crazy nights episode that we got the most hate mail for because we went oh, off on that album probably. we went off on that like so hard and mm-hmm. so in in a, in a negative spin that we got all this blasted mail going oh you know what are you talking about this is an awesome album and this is this and that is that and da 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 you I guys are crazy you're you, nuts dude. lee it was mostly but, you was it me that ragged on the album that much oh no i me. think
2: eighty percent of the, i think
4: the eighty percent of the show <laughs>
2: was you Wow. Because, I, I
4: ragged on that album a lot too. I, like,
2: Dude, you drove around with Crazy Nights in your car for two weeks, and by the end of it, you were so fucking mad.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just went off. We didn't I, even have to
1: say anything.
3: By the way, by the way, um, one of you has to put a quarter in the swear jar. So, oh, uh, thank you. You know, there you go.
1: You see, if we had to put a quarter in the swear jar every time that we did that, we'd uh, we'd be broke.
3: Well, I'm planning on taking all the money from today and uh, (laughs) buying a car, so. (laughs) Or or the monster book. (laughs) Right, yeah.
1: Oh, no, wait. You got to finance that one, dude. Oh, isn't that
3: sad?
2: Hey, Lindsay Lohan needs help.
3: Lindsay Lohan needs help, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my Lord.
2: Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, going back, I mean, it it was, you know, the next thing you know, people started asking us, like, why don't you just do a podcast, do a podcast? Yeah. And I think uh, what carried the most weight was was you, Ken, yeah. coming in and saying, why don't you just do a podcast? And we were like, Ken Mills thinks we should do a podcast.
3: Didn't. Absolutely.
2: So maybe we should start tonight, you know? <laughs> so, And we were off to the races after that.
3: So I was the inspiration, not Kiss, yeah. me. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
4: There's we a reason we call you the podfather, man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And other things, but we'll <laughs> get into it. <that>. Um, <laughs> By the way, I'm going to use my uh, my uh, joke that I told on Matt's Kiss Room. For anybody who's not listening to Kiss Room, all of us think that you should be listening to the Kiss Room. For sure.
2: Absolutely. And
3: uh, I, I, I'm i suffering from a cold or smiling through a cold or whatever right now. But what do you call gene with a cold? Mm-hmm. Cold, cold
1: gene. Yeah, oh. you know, that's,
3: that's a joke that only a Kiss fan <laughs> could get. And even then, I doubt that anyone will get it. So anyway. But this is one that
1: Paul Stanley would end up going out on stage and say, it's time to go see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> because we're looking that could be a Paul. That could be a, a, a
3: cure Paul Cold Gene. <laughs> Cold Gene. By the way, excellent imitation. We're going to get into the imitations later. We're, we're yeah. going to lay those out and do an autopsy on those. We're, we're going we're to have fun with those. Um, but we were talking about uh, fan mail earlier. Yeah. Uh, we had one guy, and I forget his name, and we'll probably get a letter from him because we forgot his name. But for like three months straight, we were the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Then the next month, he didn't like somebody's opinion on one of the roundtables. And we went like, you guys should get out of your parents' basements. <laughs> we got that too. <laughs> yeah, the total that. nerd rage. I love yeah, it. but it That's- was... The guy went from like, anyone that wants a serious
0: yeah.
3: uh, conversation on wow. the history of KISS needs to subscribe to the podcast. It is... You know, just like overflowing... It, it, it was almost like somebody, you know, you, you had written a book and someone was writing the, the, the little book inlay there, the little flap there on the book. And it was the greatest advertisement in the world. And I kid you not, the same user, in less than 30 days, it was like, you guys shouldn't even be allowed to be on iTunes or anything. <laughs> Hang up Ow. your Kiss fan, and whatever, your, your oh, burning Kiss flags. It was really strange. It's very bizarre. the nerve. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. There are fans
2: like that. They just get so, oh, they're so sensitive about certain things because they're so emotionally connected to it, Yeah, you know? And it's it just, um, when you hit those nerves, I can't believe some of the things that people say to each other online. It's just stunning. Well, well, well the thing yeah. of it
3: is, is, is like my wife, she hates the song Unholy. Mm-hmm. Literally, she wants to skip it anytime it comes on. She <laughs> okay. tells me I'm wrong. And that it's a horrible song. And I tell her that she's wrong, that it's a great song. And, yeah. we, you know, it's just in sure an opinion. That, but. Well, yeah, of <laughs> course. But it's just an opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Right now, she just screamed from the other room, it sucks. You want to do it again? <laughs> Take two. Come on, give it to me. It sucks, see? <laughs> there you go. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Okay. Why KISS? Why not Bachman-Turner Overdrive? Why not Sticks? Like, why aren't we doing the Sticks cast?
1: Well, you know, I think it all just boils down to that we all... Our, our friendships all just sort of stemmed from uh, an interesting kiss. Because, I mean, Adam and Des uh, were friends beforehand, but they shared this love of kiss doing the... If you've seen any of the videos on our uh, screening room, like the Kiss Imposter stuff that we did back in high school... That's where that all stems from. I got, I got introduced to Dez uh, in high school, and I was brought in to be a part of this airband project. Again, which was all about Kiss. So ultimately, in the end, it all it could have also very easily been like about the Halloween movies if we wanted to. I think right or wrestling or wrestling, yes, yeah, yeah. because
3: you guys are marks. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
3: <laughs> God,
1: yeah.
2: well, for so, me, it goes back to that emotional connection. Two kiss yeah. from my childhood you know flipping through a comic book and getting to the back and you see that ad for the solo albums in there a milestone That's and it so says above it don't miss the kiss memory. movie on NBC you know and you're just looking at that image going like do you remember the comic book this? do you remember what
3: comic it came from
2: it was a Godzilla comic book Godzilla oh God. number 24 Herb, her, 23 her something
3: like that Herb yeah. Artwork. Wow. yeah. see, hey, yeah, I'm just, a comic mark so oh, there's a picture is, of me
4: yeah. on the uh blog of me, I'm gonna say six years old wearing Ace Freely makeup. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been, you know, like I didn't listen to the band like I was one of those kids that Ace Freely hated back then, though. I didn't know them as a band. <laughs> right. I just they so, were so so So
3: before Kiss. you go too much further, state your name. We're gonna go around. We're gonna start with Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh the age you found Kiss and the first Thing that you saw in the first album you bought, so Lee, you go first
1: oh Jesus uh, for, okay, I would have to say I would have to have been at least uh, like twelve or thirteen um, this is going to be hard to gauge, but I know at least no at least of hearing kiss and seeing them on TV for the first time, performing music and whatnot would have been on like video hits back in the day in Canada uh, and, and seeing like heavens on fire and lick it up and all that eighties stuff there. Old comic books, that would have been anywhere from ages, like, 6 to 10. And just seeing the ads, like, little banner ads inside, like, an issue of Marvel Team Up or something like that. So, But the very first album I ever purchased was Kiss Alive 3. And that didn't happen until when it was officially released. So that was my very first Kiss album I purchased because I had been newly inducted into the world of Kiss through Dez, And uh, Alive 3 was just coming out. And still
3: can't forgive them for it.
1: No, I can't forgive him for it. <laughs> Changed the course
0: of
2: that kid's life.
3: Oh, yeah. Got him late as a result. <laughs> Nearly. Too bad it was a guy down the street, but no. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Hey, boys.
3: Why don't you come on in?
0: Um, so,
3: so Des, um, tell us hmm. your story. Give well us the year and your age and all that stuff.
2: 1978, five years old, watching Kiss Meets a Phantom of the Park. Just kids, coming home. tonight. Yeah, coming home late that night and remembering that it was on, going to the TV, turning it on, and Sam was trashing the pool room where they were staying, and uh, I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. I I I was just swore that
3: he did that after he read the script.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I get no lines, no lines. I thought um, it was the hero damage.
2: I remember him flipping over that big
3: snake sofa that they had and the talisman glowing. How in the hell you stuff. sit on that thing, by the way?
4: I wondered I that know. often.
3: Because it looks I, like it would be very uncomfortable. And like you just as soon as you get comfortable, it would like flop out from under you. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: They're never meant to be <laughs> sat move, on. Don't move, Gene. <laughs> They're never meant to be sat on. That's that's all designed for you know uh, all the other fun activities you're supposed to do when you're a rock and roll you're. star. When you're one of those right. dirty rocks. That would be stars. even harder. It's more of a porn set. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if you can, if it's curved and you can bend over it, it's yeah. cool. Well, there you go. It actually
3: looks like something from the Barbarilla movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it
1: probably was. If we have this sitting around, <laughs> why don't right. you
3: guys use it? Was
1: that a Hanna-Barbera production, too?
3: Or <laughs> no, that- but that would have been so, something.
2: Yeah.
1: Dude, set stuff, if it doesn't get thrown out, it gets reused, man. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you would not be surprised. <laughs> So
3: ever- this
2: album was alive too. That was the first album I went and bought. Wow. And that wasn't until I was what maybe thirteen, fourteen years old, I think. When wow. I finally started buying records for myself.
3: So basically did. that movie really I mean the the ad sucked you in but that yeah might be really
2: seeing the film it just was imprinted in my mind for the rest of my <laughs> life and i always you know whenever i got the chance to see kiss i loved to see them but it was not it wasn't something i couldn't i couldn't acti- actively pursue it just because i was so young at the time right you know, like sitting there and then watching three to one contact and all of a oh sudden it's God, that that Dynasty
3: tour. i remember that
2: and that was just, like, stunning to me. I was just like, that's amazing. When I finally got to see, you know, the drum riser go up and all the special effects and the Ace shooting the rocket out of his guitar, it was just a stunning moment.
3: Uh, do you guys remember Hot Hero Sandwich? No. Oh. Hot Hero I Sandwich? I
2: have it on GD. I didn't get to see it back in the day, but
3: I have It was that. just a stupid thing where, like... My name's Marcy. And I don't know what the name is. So anybody that writes in and says, it wasn't Marcy. Um, you know, <laughs> they know. I'm they all know out there, too.
2: I'm it's the, the one with the guy who's down. wearing the Blues Brothers shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. And Ace tries the cake and he pretends to choke on
3: it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The one.
4: Oh, that one. That's good stuff.
3: But for some reason, when you mentioned 321 Contact, I had that acid flashback. It was... <laughs> so, Adam, you're up. Um, the year and the album and how old you were? So um,
4: my first discovery of Kiss, I was probably, so this would probably be 1979, 1980. I had a couple of cousins who were, I'm going to say like 18 years old at the time, and they were metalheads. They were into all kinds you know, the scorpions and priest and maiden, but especially they were into Kiss. And they like so many, you know, they would have, they had posters up in the basement and I would, you know. Like so many five-year-olds, your eighteen-year-old cousins are the coolest people on earth, right?
3: Uh
4: And so I had this early exposure to Kiss, and again, like I was pretty young, and I was sort of aware of Kiss. I wasn't, I didn't really listen to the music. I don't really remember listening to any music back when I was that young. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I was. I was fascinated by the imagery and the, the rock and roll over cover in particular. I remember seeing that and just staring at it, like trying to see some meaning in it. I don't know, but it was just, I I looking for meaning where there is. none. (laughs) 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 Yes.
3: You were trying to see from within that's I was. (laughs) Well, for me, it was um, my, my first real exposure to kiss was my uncle walking in to the room late at night and waking my brother and myself up and saying, "You guys won't believe what I just saw." And this is like one thirty, two in the morning, whatever time it was. And he's just going on like there was this guy that was like a dog, and one that was like a cat, and one that was like a woman, and one that was like a this.
0: Who was like they a were
3: dog? Well, I think it was Peter. My uncle had enjoyed a few, you know. Oh, he enough, was there enough. to see the other act, whatever the other act was. And just all of a sudden, out of the darkness. <laughs> this thing exploded out of the darkness and grabbed him and everybody else in that room and they didn't know whether to laugh, cry or be disgusted or enjoy it and he's like and this guy cut his tongue and he bled all over the stage and then he blew fire <laughs> and almost set the roof on fire in the place and I remember he's like well you guys get Get, you know, go back to sleep because you got school in the morning. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> You're like, thanks. And, and I'm, I remember pulling the covers up and just just imagine in the darkness, you see these eyes open up occasionally. And he's thinking of this man who's a woman, who's a dog, who's a cat with the tongue on the fire and the blood and the, wow. you know, starts <laughs> so to like Bill like Cosby. You know. Well, they got the jello pudding with the blood and the tongue and the fire and the. You got the blood, the jello puddings, and golden bzzzows. Pizzabadoo, but um,
2: <laughs> but anyway, sorry, so, you should go back to bed.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I'm supposed to go to sleep. So I think that it was one of those situations where, like, I finally went to bed. Then the alarm went off, and I like sat up, like, what? And prior to that, I was an Alice Cooper fan, and I remember Alice Cooper scaring the hell out of my Scoutmasters. You know, like someone had a thing of Cream magazine, and there's Alice Cooper being hung and
0: give me that you're not supposed to have it
3: and um, she took it away from us and and then I went home and asked my uncle the same uncle that saw Kiss and he said oh yeah Alice Cooper check this out and you open up the album and there he is being hung by the neck and it's like this so cool and evil and you know it was a the wonderful forbidden fruit yeah and yeah because supposed
4: to have this that's and the, then, that's the best way to keep something out of a kid's hands is to tell them that they shouldn't be seeing shouldn't. this exactly right? yeah. which
3: which explains why uh comic books wrestling kiss alice cooper and all those things became yeah. popular when you think about it mm-hmm. but uh yeah so then i got the uh eight track for dress to kill because I was helping uh, my neighbor who had a really cool Trans Am and, and he had the KISS Dressed to Kill A-Track. And I couldn't really make much out of it because it was this little small tiny pictures. And then I remember going to like um, a store, you know, like uh, just a regular clothing, you know, one of those stores like Kmart or something like that and going through the albums and I saw KISS, the KISS album, then I saw Hotter Than Hell, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And then I saw the bigger picture that I'd seen on the A track and it was four guys in suits in New York City. That album cover made no sense to me. You know, at, at this point, that album cover makes tons of sense. But looking back yeah. at it, it almost, you know, people bitch about the Monster album cover. I think that if that album cover came out today, people are going, what are they doing? Yeah, no doubt. Why is Gene wearing those stupid shoes? And look at how Paul's holding his foot. Every little thing would have been analyzed or analyzed, whatever you want to call it. But uh, so,
2: when was the first time you saw them like live? In full? Yeah,
3: back in the dark days, the Destroyer days.
1: Wow, really? Because it you, was it was. You the, actually got to see that stage then?
3: Yeah. Oh. There wasn't much to see. No. No, it was it was very dark. It was badly Everything lit was dark. Yeah, so I guess yeah. the photos don't lie then, eh? <laughs> No. And (laughs) when, again, like I said about my uncle coming, you know, he was there to see one band and then this thing exploded out of the darkness at him. He had no idea what he was facing. And in a sense, I didn't know what I was facing. And I'm going to, we're going to get back to that. But, uh, you know, um, there's one of the topics I want to get to is called Kiss in Our Mind. And uh, before I get into seeing them for the first time, I want to talk about how you guys were kind of isolated up in Canada in a sense from seeing KISS in many ways, some f- because of your age and you couldn't just like, you know, when you're eight, just go hop in the car and go. Yeah. You know, you're dependent on the cool cousin or the cool uncle or somebody, you know. And you guys came up more in the 80s, whereas I was more the 70s. Yeah. Is that, I think that's fair to say? Absolutely, yep, but, yeah. But uh, there was something about seeing those magazines and inventing the KISS that that I follow to this day or that I enjoy to this day was largely a creation of something from my mind and Sean Delaney's mind and Bill O'Coin's mind and and Kiss's minds, not so much the actual thing. Do you guys uh, feel any truth in that for yourself?
4: Absolutely. I think that's a hundred percent correct. Like I remember particularly in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, There was no information to be had. Kiss was, you know, passe at best. And we'd see these occasional images in, you know, metal magazines or clips on much music, you know, the Canadian MTV. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And yeah, you're right. This sort of this thing like you just like you just see a second of Ace's, you know, with the rocket shooting out of the end of Ace's guitar on the Dynasty tour. Or, you know, you hear that the, you know, I remember hearing that the Sphinx would sing the, you know, the last chorus or the last verse to God of Thunder mm-hmm. and just try like in my mind, you know, once I saw it, it was, it was pretty epic still, but a little on the goofy side, but like in my <laughs> mind, it was, it was amazing, right? It, like, <laughs> <laughs> Makeup stuff is hard to come by
2: yeah uh, when we were going back and trying to rediscover kiss and basically you know it's like a it's like a dig site or something you're digging mm-hmm. all this stuff up and it just didn't we had no internet i mean and there was like a really strong fan community through fanzines and stuff but it took us a while to to, to discover that but we felt blessed every time we went to like the newsstand and picked up a A kiss photo special magazine, or
4: or like like ripped, they'd have a
2: couple
3: pictures of
2: the old. Yeah, exactly. I become fascinated by that stuff and just like stare at it constantly. Like, oh, that's weird. Did Ace change his makeup at
4: one point?
3: Who's this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dez
4: and I honestly did think that you know Ace must have changed his makeup design. Yeah, well, that's all we we remembered
2: was the the classic lineup. And every time you'd hear something, it would be about you know that
3: vintage lineup.
0: Yeah. So thank is, God we didn't have coming.
3: a podcasting back then cuz you guys could have gone on there and like oh and God. then Ace turned into the Egyptian Warrior and is there today and he's not made up in his name. We kind of
2: did that trailer. because we did our own <laughs> our own <laughs> kiss documentary special when we were 15 years old which episode. I
3: have to see this. You guys have oh to get this. God. <laughs>
2: It's like History Science Theater circa 1989 or something. And, and it's was like you it. read chubby
4: 14-year-old kids eating potato chips and drinking pop and Yeah, talking. and getting all our information oh, from Rock and Roll God. Comics. <sighs> it's
1: a you, bad you, idea. You guys did like a reenactment of Ace's car accident with the DeLorean
3: on that, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Are Shit. you serious? Yeah. <laughs> when will we see these films? <laughs> I'll see these films. <laughs> you owe it to your fans.
2: Oh. Well, you saw the Kiss Doll show, right? I think we did that the same day.
3: But yeah, wow. I think that was the same day. Well, the, the, the videos that I've seen and the photos from the videos that I've seen, you guys have a fierceness in wanting to recreate that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Des, See, I, if, you, if you wanted to talk about, like, just to jump back a little bit, like about the, the Kiss
1: painted in our minds, mm-hmm. Des painted that picture for me because it was just, for me... Even, even, we, even if it wasn't like 100% accurate. Even if it wasn't 100% <laughs> accurate, because, like, I mean, the d- I can remember the day that he sort of back, he blasted me with information up the yin-yang. But essentially, it was like, you, have, you ever watched Community? I never touched talk- you there. I know.
3: Or, or, or the guy up the street. Go or on. The guy yeah. up
1: the street. But you, we watch Community, and they've got their little room of imagination or whatever it Oh, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, going into Dez's room was like walking into the holodeck, but you're surrounded completely with images of Kiss.
3: Are you ready were, for your new lesson in Kiss Street?
1: Pretty much. <laughs> Sat me down and we're like, we're going to put the Ace makeup on you for the very first time. And uh, it, it was just a surreal kind of thing because he's putting the makeup on me. We're listening to, I can't even remember what album it was, but, it was like, but we're listening to Kiss music. He show, he's got all the four solo, like the Dynasty uh, posters up on the wall. <coughs> any of, Any picture he could find of them in makeup was on that wall. Every square and, and inch was covered. Every square inch was covered. I like. I kid you not. And the kiss dolls are sitting on top of his TV. And I'm looking at all this stuff, just going, "Oh my God! What? What have I? What have I discovered? What? What am I into here?" It's a and, cult.
4: But Lee, well, the, <laughs> thing the, found, the thing I've always
1: the thing I've always
4: found interesting about your kiss experience, Lee, is that it's half kiss yeah. and half kiss imposters.
3: It's like, primarily kiss imposters, really. Yeah. Now, <laughs> wait a second. We need to explain the kiss imposters to people who don't know what the kiss imposters are.
1: idea. Right, right. Kiss yeah. imposters. Okay. Well, the let Dez explain the kiss imposters. So let's go. Go. The go man over.
3: with the tongue, Dez. Oh
2: my
1: god.
3: I might trip over it here. Uh,
1: the kiss imposters. That was. Um,
3: you do have an amazingly long tongue. It's scary. Oh,
2: thank you. I appreciate
3: that. I can't believe um, I just said that to another man. Go on. <laughs>
2: The Kiss Imposters, uh was our air guitar group that we did when we were teenagers in high school. Yeah. It started with an air band competition in December of 1990 at Victoria Composite High School up here in Edmonton. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We just decided to start shooting our own Kiss shows in my parents' garage. And it just went on and on and on because the idea was to recreate every era of Kiss on a shoestring budget. Less than that.
4: Oh, a, a you know, zero! With no budget. The characters. No budget. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: like we had our budget was enough grease paint to do the four, four different makeups and enough and black and silver spray paint. Yeah, that Stove was our paint. budget. Stove paint. That's right. At first, wow. Water based makeup.
3: You guys realize you wouldn't be able to do that today because of huffing. You'd I know, be right? <laughs> what are these kids up to?
1: We're we being do, we creative. Damn it! That's all we're doing.
3: You're not allowed yeah. to do that.
2: There was no drinking. There was no drugs. It was just all Kiss. Yeah. And my parents didn't mind because they knew where we were. You know, we were out in the garage dressing up as Kiss. So not only did we do like every era in makeup, but we also did every era out of makeup as well. How did your
3: parents talk about Kiss? Like, did they call them the Kissies, the Kiss guys, anything like that?
2: Um, My mother was really aware of Kiss from, you know, the 70s. My dad, not so much. But he just kind of rolled his eyes and just kind of walked
4: away. Or, whatever.
2: I mean, he would help us with anything that we needed help with. If it was yeah. carpentry involved, he would do oh, something Yeah, your dad us. was great. Yeah, and my mother supplied all the uh, non-makeup clothing from her closet.
4: It was
1: amazing oh, that, the stuff. The animalized show closet. was awesome with all that leopard print. God stuff. bless you, <laughs> Ursula Shaw.
2: Yeah. Well, it's residuals <laughs> from selling sex toys in the eighties.
3: Oh my.
1: Get so out of fun. here <laughs> Did she I just did. learn she something just... new about your mom It was her night
2: job During Holy. the day she would work at like this fashion store In West Edmonton Mall called Cactus And at night she would sell sex toys So uh, Your mom just
3: got of- really hot in my imagination in <laughs> <laughs> She kind of looks like
2: Paul Stanley
3: Well never mind then
4: <laughs> <laughs> Paul
2: Stanley just is a very ruined it. Man. Thank
3: you for ruining
4: that
2: but there was enough leopard print in there for our full animalized show. It was amazing.
4: <laughs> to dress up four of us.
2: You know, we shot our own Elder movie. We shot our own version of Exposed. And there was plans for us to do a, like a Kiss movie, like a Kiss Meets a Phantom, but it just never
3: yeah. came to fruition. <clears throat> so when, when will I get my copy of these?
2: As soon as I get a bubble envelope. And right. it's on its way.
0: <laughs> I, think I have a stack of DVDs already. in the back. You know.
3: I need to see this. I need yeah. to see this. The world needs to see it eventually, but that, I need that to kiss, see it more important.
0: That,
1: that kiss movie that we planned to do was going to be hysterical because it was going to be played up like. Uh, well, I don't know if it was so much going to be a kiss movie as it was going to be the kiss impostors movie because yeah. at some point, like the the adversaries were going to be like the anti-kiss, so all the makeup would be inverted, but they wouldn't have a drummer. So be black with white yes yeah, and okay. they'd, be, they'd be dressed up they'd be dressed like gangster rappers or whatever right and they, but they'd only have three members
3: <laughs> and would like, surprise that nobody in, in any of the comic kiss things that have happened whether it be Dark Horse or whatever that nobody came up with like the anti-kiss
1: you mm-hmm. know what I, I just, it just hasn't really been done it, it is a surprising thing so but Lee I biggest... just want to
4: point out that you guys were going to do a blackface kiss that
1: it certainly seems that way Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it's terrible.
3: And they were a rap group.
1: That's
4: and they exactly were a rap machine. Boy.
3: They were a rap group. Now there you're getting oh into Oh, my rinsons. God. But that's I'm a whole so glad
4: group. I wasn't part of the group at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it never <laughs> came it's- to fruition. But eventually the ending would be is that we get thrust back in time to, like, 1978. And we'd be, like, like like Allah. You know, quantum leap, and we'd be like, "Well, there's only one guy, there's only one group that can save us," and we just happen to be outside a stadium where Kiss is playing, and then we'd yell, "Oh boy!" and sort of end it off like that.
2: Right, cue
3: the
1: Back to the Future music or something. Yes, excellent.
3: (laughs) This has to happen. Will it? Will it ever happen?
1: If we get on Kickstarter, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Well,
3: there you go. That's the only way to make it happen.
1: Hey, Veronica Mars could do it. I think we could do it.
3: Yeah, that's this
1: makes
2: this means you have to get dressed up as Paul Stanley.
1: Yes, and I'm gonna have to go out and work you out know. a little bit. <laughs> Take off that punch, Grow out a little hair,
3: mm-hmm. like that. You guys killed me with those imitations. We're we're gonna we're gonna do a whole thing on the the wonderful voices of KST. But uh how do you guys think that uh, by the way, am, am am I the first US citizen to be on your show?
4: Um I believe yes. so, yeah. Yeah.
3: I've, I've always kind of felt a kinship with uh, the fine citizens of Canada because I grew up in the Ohio and Pennsylvania region of the United States. And it gets pretty darn cold up there. And, yeah. um, you it,
1: would not believe the dump of snow that we've actually just received in the last four days.
2: I can't even tell that I
1: shoveled yesterday at all. It's
2: just
3: yeah. gone. Well, the weird thing is, is I'm down south now, okay? And it's very warm down here. Of course, my wife wouldn't say it is, but you know, she's used to much warmer temperatures. I, I'm loving it down here, but uh, it's it's just so strange to, like, uh, we, we actually had one day when it froze up down here, and I'm thinking, well, this is no problem. There's there's no hardly any snow out there, but there's no salt trucks down here. There's no oh, snow yeah. shovels <laughs> down here. So it, it, I almost felt like I was in a bad science fiction movie. It's like all this stuff would be so easily taken care of <laughs> if only I had a snow shovel <laughs> and some salt. You know?
0: <laughs>
3: Cars are careening all over the place, and I'm like, what's wrong here? So it
2: rains and then it freezes.
3: <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it was very, very bizarre. But... Uh, you guys are really into wrestling what's the uh kiss wrestling connection
1: oh boy well you know what growing up growing up it's like we were watching uh, the local stuff of like stampede wrestling that Hell came
2: yeah. out of calgary yeah we're all stampede boys yeah so up, that Bruce was Hart started up the territory in like what was it 87 i think <laughs>
0: yeah
2: and they were yeah. running wild with like uh owen hart as the champion
4: Stranger Steve Salvo like, Muckasek. Stranger Good. Steve
3: Salvo.
2: 87, like right before WrestleMania 3, I think that's when I got that into wrestling. Exact,
4: that's about right for me, too. I
3: want to yeah. run a couple things by. You guys ever hear of this Texas All-Star Wrestling?
4: I've seen pick. it on
2: like some DVDs and stuff. Because uh-huh. I think pretty much WWE now owns pretty much
3: everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's, uh, so every so- once in a while, you get to see that stuff the- pop up on Vintage. The weird thing about living in the Pennsylvania, Ohio region is that I'd get, like, television from Canada. And I'd also get television from, like, West Virginia and down south and, you know, out of Detroit and things like that. It, nice. Late at night, you'd get all these weird bleed-ins, you know what I mean, that would come over off the uh, the antenna. Like, I remember getting CTV.
0: Oh, and really I thought I
3: thought that wow. CTV was one of the coolest things. One of the neatest things they ever did was they had that stupid box where people could just go up and say anything they wanted and they'd broadcast it. I remember oh yeah,
4: that. yeah. They stopped doing that yeah. years ago. They obviously. stopped. The speaker's oh. corner or whatever. Yeah,
3: that's that right. was awesome. I remember seeing the bare naked ladies in that speaker's corner once.
0: <laughs>
3: I remember Des wow. and I used to stay up till four in the morning, and CTV
4: used to play Gamera movies. There you oh,
0: go.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Was I was up for that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, these are messed up. Those movies. Yeah, totally we were wrestling up.
2: fans back in the day, like Absolutely. until until when, when? Until we went to high school, I guess, because it, it just didn't feel like the the product just it didn't evolve with us at all. Yeah, that's about right. right. Like they were still aiming to like that, you know, the the younger uh, demographic. So we kind of like lost interest. But I mean, when
4: when well, the attitude like so era
2: came, yeah, yeah. Well, Everybody well,
4: even, even that, just that a touch before, like we started getting back into I know I started getting back into it around, I don't know, 96, something like that. That's
2: about it. Yeah, like they just, were still doing shows in that little place in uh, New York City, the yeah. theater. I can't remember what it's called.
3: And then, but I remember uh,
2: seeing Legion of Doom came back, and that was like a
3: big deal. Now, they had makeup on to bring it back to Kiss. That's right. And I think that's one of the yeah.
4: reasons that, you know, Demolition, I remember being Yeah, a we kid, loved Demolition. And well, seeing demolition, uh, was awesome. seeing demolition, yeah. and they've got the full the full face paint too, right? And I'm sure yeah. it's the Kiss connection. I'm sure that's why I immediately gravitated towards demolition. That. See,
2: but they never they m- never mention that in shoots. I mean, oh, I no. remember seeing one shoot where like an interviewer mentioned it, but neither one of them said anything about it being like a direct influence. But it was kind of like WWE's answer to the Legion of Doom, but it was still a completely different beast. Yeah, But the big connection there, of course, is Rick Derringer doing their theme song, and he played on Lick It Up. So. I actually
3: had lunch with uh, Rick Derringer once. Really? Yeah. Um, a, a, one of my bosses was promoting a rock concert, and uh, Rick Derringer was one of the acts that were on there. It was like an oldies kind of thing. Hmm. And I was sitting there, and there's Rick Derringer sitting like four feet away from me, and I started talking to him and before long, he stopped what he was doing and he looked at me and says, you're a really big Kiss fan, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yes. And he said, well, you've asked me three questions about Kiss so far. So here's what you need to know. And he told me about the Lick It Up and how he wound up on that and all this stuff. But he basically, I think, wanted to get the Kiss part of the conversation out of the way as soon as possible because he probably gets that like whenever he meets a Kiss fan they're like
4: Oh, Mr. Derringer sir yeah. uh, uh,
3: you, know, you know I don't you were know there.
1: anything about Michael what Jackson did you do for Kiss
3: yeah. by the way what would you guys think of Kiss doing God of Thunder and the demon Dale Torberg thing
2: oh my god that was horrible it's the worst thing
3: ever yeah but you know. I love seeing them do the uh, God of Thunder that was yeah. fun no, no. See, here's here's the weird That's thing. The I part, always, w- I, I always envisioned that I would one day make this master compilation video of all of Kiss's appearances, and that was like, wow, they're actually doing the whole God of Thunder song, you know. Yeah. So it was going to be part of my video compilation that never, never came to fruition. But <laughs> uh, it, it, it was actually nice to see them do something other than rock and roll over, so or, or rock, rock and roll all night. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Was that the only time in their history that they've ever lip synced to God of
3: Thunder? On national television, I'd say yes. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the closest we have is like you're watching Kiss Meets the Phantom and they start to sing and f- freeze frame. It's like, oh, that no, you not. couldn't have done that. Why did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. We're not allowed to see Full Kiss back in 1970, whatever, doing. God of Thunder. I yeah. would have loved to have seen that.
1: I never understood why they didn't make a, a full-on concert movie. like Because, I mean, those were still... I mean, there were a number of them that were out at, around that time, weren't there? I mean, just having a full-on rock concert that you could go to if you couldn't get up <laughs> see them live. Because, I mean, there well, seems to be enough footage floating around that's actually shot on film. Why couldn't mm-hmm. they have done that? I mean, just,
2: well, they did the HBO special on uh, Budokan, didn't they? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts, but
4: something no, it's Only a good point though Lee because if there's anybody who could get away with a theatrical release of a concert it
1: would probably probably would be Kiss. He well, yeah cause, cause there's like there's footage floating around on YouTube that you can find like for them I think even promoting it was either alive or a live two or something and it was just nothing but all these live shots. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. where is this concert in its entirety live
2: two ads, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly Gene's it's got like, like the head he throws the head he, out into the audience yeah, oh, throws Christ the head out into yeah. the
1: audience you know what is it's that? just It all looks beautifully shot. It's just gorgeous to see, but it's like where is it?
3: Yeah, that's just it. Like (laughs) I remember back in the day, you know, like because of the Rocky Horror kind of thing, uh, Mm -hmm. you would see like Alice Cooper movies that that they they would have at Welcome to My Nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Or ELO, believe it or not, like an ELO concert or Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same. I always figured that Kiss would have somehow. Managed to do something like that. And it's a shame that they didn't think along those lines. Yeah. But then they're probably thinking Kiss is aimed at kids at this point. How many uh, eight year olds are going to go to the midnight showing? So
2: yep.
3: that's probably how that happened. Yep. Uh, now, I want to do a top three. Um, your, your top three Kiss albums, just nail it down real, real, real fast. We're going to start with Adam.
4: Oh, say, I was, I was you thinking can, about you this.
3: You, you can only take three albums, and live albums do count.
4: Live albums do count? Yeah. Okay, so then I'm going to go with uh, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, and Alive 2.
3: Okay,
2: Des. Uh, alive 2, Creatures, and Hot in the Shade.
3: What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. God oh, bless Jesus, dude. Uh, I'm sorry,
2: I can't get over the emotional connection yeah. that I have to that record okay. because that's when I was going back and rediscovering the band, and that was the album that was out at the time. So I was spinning that constantly. So it's kind of like ingrained in my mind.
1: You Excellent. Know? Okay, so, Lee. Uh, Destroyer, Dressed to Kill, and Alive Three. Wow, See, there you go, Alive Three. That emotional mm-hmm. connection.
0: Yeah. Well, yep. the weird
3: thing for me is that this could change, you know, five minutes from now. Yeah. I can never give you a straight answer because it, I'll sit here all day, going, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Instead, um, no, 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 no. Instead of, so I'm going to go with alive. Just right off the right off the get go, uh-huh. um, destroyer and rock and roll over. That's uh-huh. today. That's today. Mark it, your date on your calendar. Yeah, this was
1: Ken Mills'
0: favorite Kiss history. album today.
3: <laughs> in history with
1: all
2: right now we're gonna but look what at
3: about the- your? oh sorry go ahead what
2: was that i was gonna ask you guys what your favorite compilations were
3: oh okay oh so it's just a mix of everything mix of everything one yeah. i think one I compilation think- or like three <laughs> i think just one <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right lee what's yours kiss my ass no, I'm asking you a serious question. <laughs> see how I rolled right into that? Are you serious? No, yeah, yeah, g- yeah really. I think is I, I this is your favorite co- compilation.
1: Yeah, honestly, I mean, I mean, best of albums are fine and all, but now with like you t- now with you know iTunes, you can make your own bloody compilation any way you like it. So mm-hmm. they're uh-huh. kind of That's inconsequential. Way
3: any but, way you like it, I know you can't deny it. Yeah. Oh.
1: Hey, hey, hey. That's yeah. <laughs> but kiss my ass i felt was really cool and that you had all the, these different artists contributing and and doing it and uh, the selections of the songs that they chose i thought were really cool i mean the version of black diamond that's on there i every t- despite what the song is about when i hear that version of it played I, I i can't help but think of like some sweeping conan the barbarian saga type imagery just sweeping across the landscape or something like that it's just it's awesome excellent so, okay dez yeah
2: i i don't want to pose a question yeah god
3: okay we'll go to adam
4: oh man i don't know that's a that's a tough one like as terrible as the album is i'm always gonna have a special connection to uh, uh, smashes thrashes and hits because that was mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. kiss album i ever owned Dez bought it for me for my
3: birthday on cassette Spreading the gospel of Kiss, Dez doing his job. Well, because I was
4: always uh, listening to Kiss albums over at his place. And so he was like, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of yeah. get my collection started off. And so as much as I can't stand to listen to the compilation now with the fucking, the mix. Oh, sorry. The, the mix that they uh, brutalized it with. That. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly, I have to say that's that probably is my favorite, just from an emotional I have to say point killers. of
3: view. So Des says oh, killers, killers, yeah. damn, because
1: that was
4: the one that
3: you I don't
1: get to change your vote. Tough, damn. deal with it. You, you, you don't get to change your vote, Adam, until tomorrow because yeah. that's yeah. the way it works. Yeah, just that cover on that
3: day those... in history. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what was it about killers that that grabbed you? Just I couldn't
2: find it I read about it in uh, still on fire the book mm-hmm. and uh, I was chasing that thing for years and I kept on thinking about these extra these four <laughs> new tracks I'd never heard before and
1: uh, which kick ass by the way those oh.
2: and just the oh, cover yeah. of the album I love it it's as cheesy as it is you know it's just, it's just this great shot from the elder sessions but it's just there's just something it was about definitely it. colorful fascinating was fascinating. Yeah. With it
3: yeah <laughs> it's I so
2: European. With that
3: album yeah it is is a very weird thing I would have to say smashes thrashes and hits uh on a uh, fun level but I guess if i were going to pick uh it would be the kiss gold because it's three disc of kiss yeah, goodness
4: that's a, that's a solid choice as well there's that's a yeah. it's a, and it's a really nice solid overview too definitely yeah more than just the, the standards.
3: Now mm-hmm. we're going to rate our top favorite three episodes of KSTM Podcast. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> what was that, sir? Put it in the jar. <laughs>
3: you bought bag motherfuckers. By the way, I'll, I'll buy you an extra one. There you go. But,
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: So so what's your favorite uh, podcast episode, guys?
1: Top three podcast episodes for me. Uh, uh, Right off the bat, I have to say Unmasked because that one was a real big eye opener in terms of uh, a lot of the stuff that went on with that album and a lot of things I didn't know about. So that was really cool. Uh, Then there was the uh, music from the Elder uh, show that you guys did. That was really cool, too. I like listening to Joe Casey just sort of talk about his thoughts on on KISS. I'm a comic book guy, so I really really enjoyed that aspect of it. And uh, I think the other one would have to be The Return of the Return of KISS. That was a nice little almost like meta episode. So that one really stuck out for me, too. (laughs) No, it works. It works.
2: My top three podcast episodes have to be Compilation Conundrum, the Alive series and Unmasked, I think. Very cool. You know, because there's a lot of information in those episodes too, and a lot of things that I never realized until I listened to that podcast. So, yeah.
3: It and was
2: Adam, a, it was a great series. Uh,
4: I got a second uh, The compilation Conundrum. That one's one of my favorites. Uh, the Rock and Roll Over turns 35, the three-parter. That was,
3: I enjoyed that one, the three-parter. Yeah. The, 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 the third. Art that Gary put together was very cool because it was all there, there was no real input from us it was just like here's interviews and here's something live and, nice. and it was it was almost like you were tuned into the time it was like via a time machine or something yeah um, some of my favorite from the podcast were uh, my, my personal thing was our little uh, interview with the slave girl Megan McCracken uh, she was the woman that was in the pictures with KISS, and she tells a very neat little story about uh, coming up through the ranks with Bill Coin's organization. She was the girl that was like the little Raggedy Ann girl or the S&M girl that KISS was torturing in those pictures that sure, disappeared. Sure. Yeah, that was kind of fun. And Lisa Jane Persky. uh she, yeah. Those are those are a lot of fun for me. She gets um, a lot
1: of mileage out of that, doesn't she? Oh,
3: she does. She does. She hey, does. And do uh, Ace Fraley calling the house was kind of cool.
1: That's right. Oh, that's always going to be a, a special
4: moment, I think.
3: Yeah, and I got uh, to ask you, how did yeah. did he did he just call you guys out of the blue? For no, that, no, or? we set it up with his uh, with his with with his promotion company at the time and they said you're only going to get him for 10-15 minutes tops so don't expect anything much here's what you can talk about here's what you can not talk about and we we're like we don't care we're just going to talk about his new album and because we were talking about his new album he like just stayed on for like 45 minutes nice. and like you know so it was like very cool and and I remember that day just sitting around my living room. I didn't do anything for like three hours after that. I just sat there with this <laughs> stupid smile on my face. And
0: <laughs> and,
3: and the, the closest thing that I can like imagine is like, remember, we've all seen the Wayne's World skit with like, Aerosmith is in my breakfast nook. It was yeah. kind of like, we're <laughs> <laughs> not worthy, we're not, we're not worthy. <laughs> exactly. But it's, you know, it's one thing if you go to a club and see Fraley's Comets, it's one thing if you pick up the phone and Ace is on the, other side of it no hey doubt. curly you want to talk about anomaly i'm all ready for that uh I, I think i think he called james curly oh, i can't remember that's got a,
4: <laughs> a thrill
3: <laughs> yeah but that that was that was lots of fun and and we've we've had a good run of things as far as history science theater i love your round tables and your in-depth analysis of the solo albums that was just killer stuff that just killer cool stuff. I'm currently enjoying the Psycho Circus discussion. I'm entering into side two. Uh-huh. <laughs> so don't spoil it for okay. me. Okay. But it's rapid at Sometimes
1: We swear. Yes.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go.
1: That was a fun one.
2: You know, it's a good episode when you have a hangover
1: the next day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's true. You know. This is, all this, the times that, he's, that he hears this uh, go off on the episode already. This so. one's from a dead homie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but
0: <laughs>
3: but um, I, I, I love the Destroyers show as well. That was very yeah. good. That seems
1: to be one of our more popular ones. That's got almost <coughs> 1,000 hits on it now on, uh,
3: on YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous.
3: I know. It's crazy, isn't it? How many? <sighs> almost so- 8,000. So, so I'm just gonna put this out. Anybody that hasn't checked out the History Science Theater back catalog, you owe it to yourself. You need a podcast fix. Check <laughs> it out. These guys are great. Once you get past the humor and the overabundance of swearing, you will hear. a, 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 a <laughs> well, we try
2: a, to provide the most information
3: yeah. of of history and uh, kiss information. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Kiss information.
1: Well, that's almost saying disinformation. That's
4: good, though. I like that, kiss information. Yeah, that's information. I think I'm going to use
3: that. Well, that's kind of what Des was doing with his skewed version of Kistry at the time. He was putting out kiss information. That's right. And growing the legend.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm Much like your uncle did cool. back in the day, right? You know, well,
3: exactly. All of a and
2: sudden, like seven urban legends get started in one night. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, just think <laughs> of it, man. I mean, you're they're
2: stomping it, on baby chicks, they're drinking blood.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, you're 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 sitting there in this rock club checking out. I don't remember who he was even there to see. But just all of a sudden the lights go out and awesome. out of the darkness it grabbed him. <laughs> and uh, he—he always—I have to dedicate this show to my uncle Gary. Uh, he's a great guy, and he—he uh, he took me to those Kiss concerts. Uh, the last Kiss concert he took me to was the Dynasty tour, and I remember him laughing his ass off when they were doing tossing and turning.
1: <laughs> I remember, yeah, Who you were wouldn't talking laugh about that
4: with
3: Gene know, doing that do, high
4: pitch,
3: and he's looking at me like, "This is what you like again," you know. Yeah. But, but he he supported my, uh, my my love of Kiss, and and I had another uncle, uh, Richard, and he was he was so awesome. I remember when I got the Originals album, I, it was my birthday. It was laying out like on my bed, th- everything. You you guys have done this, I'm sure. You got oh, that. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff splayed out. He comes in, he taps the record cover. There's this face, you know. Yeah. He goes, so this is what you're into, huh? <laughs> well, just remember <laughs> what's important in life. Because he didn't know if he was like, you know, you're going to go into to the world of drugs or Satan. You know, he didn't right. know what was going on, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know these guys grew up Perry Como was on TV Elvis was really rebellious you know what I mean and it was just and so I appreciate all my uh, aunts and uncles and even my grandmother who passed away this last week she 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 loved the song we are one I made a uh, family thing where I took all of our our family photos and made like a video collage that went along with the music
4: oh that's nice
3: and, and she was she was always very sweet. So I, I thank God for my parents. And it, if you got to dedicate the show to your your moms and dads to Absolutely. put up with all your nonsense, guys. Oh yeah. See, now, now I feel guilty over what I said about "We Are One" on our psycho circus too. Uh, I oh. said some bad things about it too, but
4: I've always enjoyed the music of it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but see, that's a video. That's a song. So the proper
2: application it works. Yes. And that's a
4: song that should have been a video. Yeah. yeah. There. Like a nice retrospective of the band, you know. Yeah, lots well, of slow motion shots.
3: and there's this video with Kiss fans from all over the world, and it could have worked, yeah. and it could have been charting single as a result. Yeah, but it's, it's missed opportunity. It. Mm-hmm.
4: Wasn't raw raw enough?
3: Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, raise your glasses and all. Yeah, there is a lot of sis boom ba in that album.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah, A lot of sis boom So now, uh, what's the one question you get from your your fan mail? Like, what what do people ask about the show?
1: When's your next roundtable? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, usually pretty much.
3: That's right. usually the first one. When are you <laughs> doing? Creatures? Does as
2: much business as the roundtables. The yeah. roundtables rule, right?
3: And I would have to time. Say it say it goes on on podcast. You were saying, sir. For the longest
4: time, it was when are you going to do uh, Phantom of the Park commentary? And then when we, which finally, was oh, awesome, yeah. yeah. by the way, when we finally did that. Thank you. Uh, when we finally did that, then yeah, it's, it's mostly just when's the next episode. And...
2: Yeah, Psycho Circus was actually much requested. Yeah, hearing well, back maybe seven months ago.
3: One of the biggest uh, requests or questions we get on the podcast side of thing is, who does that sexy voice at the beginning of our show?
4: <laughs> I'd like and, to know yeah. that myself.
3: Who is that? And I'm going to tell a lie now. It's it's actually Gary Schaller. We just enhanced his voice, and that's actually him. So all you guys that have been fapping about it, that's Gary. <laughs> oh,
1: God. I oh. feel dirty inside.
3: <laughs> no, it's a it's a beautiful, wonderful lady that who who shall re, re, remain anonymous. Oh. It's actually oh. Josephina Kiss Senior. Wow, Josephine
2: Kiss Senior. Yes, wow. she sounds great
4: from for her a, age. A rare wax cylinder recording from.
3: A- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, let's uh, let's talk about these wonderful voices. As you guys know, uh, someone on the podcast staff has been guilty of doing Gene Simmons from time to time. Mm-hmm. But you mean, uh, not Gene Simmons. And expertly, yes. So it's yes. Not 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 Gene Simmons. So, <laughs> by the way, the did you I've guys? Heard have- have you guys heard uh, the not gene Simmons on uh the um, decibel geek show
2: yes and I think yeah. that's you isn't it
3: oh i'm I'll never tell but some it's somebody
1: it must be you it
3: must but be. it it it's actually uh gary Schaller again no i'm kidding but uh <laughs> you're just pimping' him out today aren't you so so then everybody' <laughs> that,
1: him out to dry so, so then
3: everybody who is fapping over the gene simmons <laughs> <election>. <laughs> There you go. Um, but you guys you guys do a couple things and I know it's even in your ad but I'm I'm Bob Kulick and I want to be told that uh, I'm playing on somebody's album. <laughs> come on, do it. Excuse me, Bob, you're going to come over here and do my
1: album. <laughs> you're going to come over here and you're going <coughs> to give me a bit of a
0: check up. <laughs>
1: Fuck you! He's doing my record.
3: Oh, Get out Peter. of here, Peter. You Peter? Think he's gonna move over over here. By the way, Peter, I didn't like your last album.
2: Oh, fuck oh. you,
3: you ball bag
2: motherfucker! You don't <laughs> know rock and roll. You can fucking rock and roll. By the this way, is fucking Pete, bullshit.
3: I don't think you could write your way out of a paper bag. So, <laughs> fuck you. This out. And then, and then the other What's side you? of Peter, Peter Chris is he's almost. You, You were going to mention another fine Canadian institution, but SCTV. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Peter Chris gets really Bobby Bittman on things.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I guess he does.
3: Because he goes from like being the street thug that he wants us all to think he is to – let me tell you about Bobby Ezrin. He's a wonderful guy, and 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 as a drummer, in all seriousness, I love the guy. He, you know, Bobby's my friend. He, you know, it, he gets over over uh, schmaltzy, maudlin. I can just,
4: yeah. I can picture him on Dick Cavett.
3: Yeah, he's and wonderful. He, and but he talked about even Bobby. double devil, fucking devil bat bird, you know, it's just <laughs> terrible. Do you guys remember the tongue interview? The tongue interview oh, with uh, where Peter Chris is interviewed by Gene Simmons.
2: Oh, for the magazine.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, God. Oh, I I really for the magazine.
3: Tells Gene that he's going to hell. <laughs> oh. And he says, We're not family. We've never been family. I consider you guys people I work with. Ace is a wreck and you're going to hell. Oh, my God. Oh. And he says something like, Uh, Paul can't take a joke. He goes right for the heart. He'll cut you as soon as he sees you. And I mean, it's a it's a really wicked interview. Oh
4: well Peter is yeah, a dig bitter, that one out. bitter man. Like he has been for years. And it's it's a real shame because there's nothing I love better than happy Peter. Same here. Like
2: He was great. Like he stole the wait, show wait, on wait, that wait, second or,
4: coming. Oh so. God, are you kidding? That's He <laughs>
2: was fantastic on that thing.
3: You know? He's going to go
4: over there and punch you in the dick, man. <laughs> punch him in the dick. That was great. Yeah. Just the way things have worked out for him. It's
1: How not you the way it? It's right there. And... Just
2: punch him right in the fucking dick.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: the fucking ball bag, motherfucker. I don't well, hear any Ace? clinking. How much is oh, yeah.
3: Did? By the way. Yeah. There you
4: go. <laughs> really? For Peter? So too? I mean, come
1: on. <laughs> Peter should get clear. <laughs> but it's it's all it's all going to peter chris you just don't know that
3: yeah Yeah.
4: he's gonna buy the book with it finally
3: but all kidding (laughs) aside how much longer do you see yourself being a kiss fan
4: i don't see any reason why i should stop being a kiss fan
3: and what would it what 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 would it take to make you stop being a kiss fan
4: well you know what like no matter what kiss does like the current kiss it's never going to take away rock and roll over and it's never going to take away alive. and i can Mm. always go back to those albums and i can always go back to the way things were and that's one of the things that's amazing about you know records and music and you know living in this age when we can keep these amazing moments in time and keep them forever and nothing ever has to really change if you don't want it to
3: yeah well said adam well, like for example, it's hard for me to like dig Vinnie Vincent at this point. Like the things about the dogs and the yeah. tepperware and all that, and it's yeah. like, yeesh, boy, that's a psycho town. I don't want to visit. But oh, uh, you know, at, at this point, it would be like Paul and Jean drew a uh, drove a bus of five year olds <laughs> off a cliff and laughed and yelled hell Satan as they did it. You know what I mean? It would take something like that. But as might, far as yeah, uh, I could see you that. know. You know, it's, it's, it's this nonsense about the makeup and all that stuff. It, it literally is nonsense. It's the Kiss brand. It's the Kiss band. Yeah. They the one thing you can say about Gene and Paul is they've been kind of honest about what they are.
1: It's yeah, you true. You can't fault them for that. I mean, you know,
4: they, they they always have sort of spun their line, you know, at least through the through the '80s and the non makeup years. I remember they did <laughs> spin their. It's all about the music. It's all about their fans line a lot, and they and you know they do respect the fans. There's no question, but, but they've uh, also
3: said we're in it for the girls to make yeah. money and get rich. Exactly. You know, so you know there's there's always been that side of things.
1: What was the phrase that I think it came out of one of our episodes? Des, I think you said it was, "Who are you going to believe, Gene?" Or Gene. Exactly. Because <laughs> you had conflicting reports of like, here's a fact. Gene Simmons yeah. said this. yeah and Three years later, Gene Simmons said this, which was completely contradictory to what he had just said. Well, on uh, the
3: other hand, guys, that. I can tell you this, okay? Just a little Ken insight to Kenstry, if you will. Um, I remember being uh, like 24 or something and seeing like the stones and going... Mm-hmm. God, they must they must dye their hair. There's no way I'd ever do that. Never, ever in a million years would I do that. Let's go back to Ken turns 34. <laughs> yeah. Ken's looking more and more like Santa Claus every day. <laughs> and a new product called Just for Men Gel comes out. Oh. So if you would have, like, heard that interview with the 24-year-old Ken, there's no way I'd ever do it. I just don't want to look as bad as, like, Some rock stars that have complete black hair at seventy, and there's no way. You You mean you mean Kiss? I would Um, never say Ronnie Wood. Like yeah, like Keith Richards, he doesn't even look human anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his fingers lately? Oh my god, these like there was an interview I saw with huge. Like how does he get those rings off at all? He looks like Like... Gollum more than he does
3: (laughs) Keith
1: Richards. <laughs> well we all but, know. I mean, it's like like he outlived the Twinkie. So yeah, exactly. Cockroaches are like next, that, dude. <laughs> except for up
4: so here in Canada, bitches.
3: <laughs> right, so yeah. so so, what's in store for KST? And, and and why should all podcast listeners listen to KST? Answer those two questions. Oh my uh, god! As I cough, <laughs> there you go. Okay.
4: Well, podcast. Why should they listen? They listen? I think anyone should listen to KST because fuck, we just we have fun.
2: And we, we try to supply the most information we can in the most entertaining way we can. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: If you're looking for a way to just, you know, sit back, have a cold one, and feel like you're dr- drinking with your buds, discussing one of your favorite topics in a social setting, this is the show to listen to.
2: Yeah. We're definitely one of the looser podcasts, I yeah. think.
3: Well, I, I definitely think people should listen because, you know, despite the humor, which is very appreciated, there's a ton of information yeah. That you will absolutely. find. Yeah. And and, you know, and don't discount the smile on these guys' faces for the sincerity.
4: We don't set out to be like a comedy podcast necessarily. We just, you know, we're just hanging out in the room with our fr- with our friends and our natural instinct is to try to make each other laugh. Right. Yeah. And so in that
3: we try to make everybody else laugh too. So
2: and we're also rediscovering the band as we Absolutely. go along as well, just with all the research that we do. You know, Well, isn't oh, that yeah.
3: amazing? Because I would say the same with the podcast. You can't help but learn to love something. I mean, I hated the Unmasked album. Gary Schaller is like the biggest... Yeah, a booster of the Unmasked album. I'm like that album yeah. sucks so hard. You know, it should, be, it should have Hoover on the side. <laughs> yeah,
2: but again, it's his emotional connection to that album. Exactly,
4: he discovered exactly. It, right? so
3: but I'll tell you what, because of him, I now enjoy the album. Oh, yeah. So there you go.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. Like you mm. know, some of the my preconceived notions. Like I went into our Asylum review sharpening my knives. And although I did get to use those knives pretty uh, pretty extensively, I came out of it with kind of a respect for the album.
2: Yeah, definitely. I went back and rediscovered the Animalize album. You know, on the outside, it was kind of easy to look at it from a distance, go, "Like I hate this record." Yeah. But then I started listing off all the songs that I really enjoy, and I enjoy more songs off of that album than other albums that I kind of put on a pedestal for no reason other than other people told me to.
3: Right. Or because of what picture was on the cover.
0: Yeah, exactly right? <laughs> picture on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> there well, was a picture on the of cover. Co- oh, sorry, excuse me. Of
3: something. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I think we should wrap this up. Yeah. I want to tell you it's been an honor. And uh, I hope that you continue to do KST, History Science Theater. And I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, and this is where you now talk about how wonderful the podcast is back. So... <laughs>
1: Well, of course. The podcast will never die. We fully expect to see it and listen to it anytime that it's up and going. So if you stop doing it, we're going to come on down to your house, and we're going to kick you where it hurts.
3: You ball bag, <laughs> blankety-blank blanks. <laughs> podcast right.
1: is the number
2: one KISS podcast in the world, and it's not just because I think so, but because it
4: actually is.
1: It, it literally is. is. Yeah, It is. Well...
3: How many different uh, KISS podcasts? I think now? we're up to 2013 no as of today. freaking kidding, eh? I mean... My, my gardener just put out a KISS. <laughs> like, <laughs> sir, like, welcome to and the family, guys. I love And he doesn't even like the, the band. Him. That's the weird thing. He, he hates KISS. He's, just, <laughs> he's doing a review of the Dynasty album. I don't understand. <laughs> Makes no sense I, to me. When we started,
4: it was like you... I don't even know if the KISS room had started yet when we first started up doing YouTube. I think
3: the first KISS room... Was in June.
4: Yeah, so I don't think okay. Kiss Room had even started yet. Like Cassius it was, was around. Kiss. Then it was
2: Cassius. Yeah. Yeah. Creatures in yeah. that.
4: And then yeah. they like yeah. now, like, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying a lot of them. Like, you know, uh Strange Days and like a lot of Strange, them, like, Strange ways. ways. Strange, Strange ways. ways. Jeez, sorry, Jody. Uh like <laughs>
3: Strange Ways, three sides of the yeah. coin.
4: But like, no. holy crap, there's so many now. Like I I can't keep and up. Now flaming
3: Youth. <laughs> yeah, and flaming youth. Coming. Yeah, uh, and there was another one I saw today. i um, trying to find it. I won't be able to find <laughs> it. Oh my but seriously, there's a brand new one that was published today. And it's like, oh, my.
2: I think it's on Potomatic too. Yeah. I can't remember the name either.
3: But literally, there is a KISS show for every day of the week at this point. Absolutely. And what's great is that they're all
2: really different shows. They're yeah. different flavors.
1: And you got to love
3: that. Definitely. Well, um, I want to thank you guys for being part of the podcast. And I'm Our proud pleasure. to be the first uh, U.S. citizen on uh, your Canadian shores. Yeah, if thanks you for being
4: part of History Science Theater.
3: No, I'm definitely glad to be part of it. I really enjoy your show. And um, we can kiss each other's hind ends off of uh, the air. So Alrighty. we will let this one go. And we hope that you enjoyed this uh, crossover. Uh, episode of History, Science Theater and the podcast. So cue that funky music.
0: And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkist.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podkist at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at KISSFAQ.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue
3: and everyone else at KISS Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land.
0: And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Criss, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army podcast is created by the kiss army for the kiss army and it is available for free as an internet download if you like what you hear on our show go buy it and support the people who made it podcast is not affiliated with kiss or any of its members past or present on behalf of myself ken and the whole rest of the podcast crew thank you for listening to podcast the kiss fanzine for your ears
4: That's it for this episode of History Science Theatre. Until next time, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and come see us at historysciencetheater.blogspot.ca. For Des Shaw, Lee Conrad, and the entire KST family, this is Adam J. Smith.
0: Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucker! <laughs> That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers: Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D-Rock. Hi, Join hi. us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That Strange Ways Kiss podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. This is a
3: really big moment. <laughs>
4: I am Cassius Morris, host of KISS podcast Creatures of the Net. <laughs> our show content includes current events of the hottest band in the land, exclusive interviews, and the trials and tribulations of being a KISS fan. You can check out our show at www.creaturesofthenet.com and on Facebook or Twitter. And if you don't know the website name by now, we'll,
1: you better f- we'll see you here. You wanted the best, you got
4: the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, join us in the KISS Room. The KISS Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. KISS! It's your place for all things KISS and some... For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The KISS Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
3: I had an ex-wife that, uh, this, is, this is, I don't know if I've ever told this story, so this is a history Science Theater exclusive, or podcast exclusive, whatever. <laughs> but she got so sick and tired of Paul's raps. Now, when, when we were dating, uh, I would get like these videotapes in the mail. Uh-huh. And I'd put them in, and I'd be able to go, the next song they're going to do is, and I would, and she'd like, wow, how do you know that? And, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm just cool like that and everything. And, and then after, like, the fifth show... In like five weeks, uh, you know, you get a videotape in the mail, and it's it was almost like the Kiss bootleg videotape of the month club. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. And she, different eras and stuff like this. And she's like, he said that on all of these, and we're talking about like Crazy Nights era, Animalize era, <laughs> 1977, <laughs> 1994. You know, and yeah. and so it was like. It, it it didn't take a long time for like go. Oh, this is all the same garbage. You guys are watching the same stuff over and over and over. <laughs> over again. Welcome to the world of Kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>